This is Road to Retirement with Chris Anselmo from Brookside Tax and Financial Group. When a part of your financial strategy is out of tune, your long-term goals, your retirement savings, and your legacy can all suffer. With many years of experience in the financial industry, Chris provides his clients and prospects with the information they need regarding Social Security, retirement income planning, wealth management, and much more. Listen in as we address your financial concerns and provide helpful solutions to put you on the path to achieving your retirement goals. And now, here is Road to Retirement with Chris Anselmo from Brookside Tax and Financial Group. Well, welcome back to the Road to Retirement. My name is Chris Anselmo with Brookside Tax and Financial Group. And uh, with us is our two Tonys, Tony Squared. Uh, Tony Marlott Jr. (laughs) is an advisor in our office and... uh, Mr. Radio himself, Tony Shore. Good morning. Good. Good morning. We were going to talk about when it's time to retire. How do you know some signs, what to look for, uh, when to retire? And and, uh, Chris and I talk about this relatively often with, and I think we talk about it on this show too. Um, What's your, you know, we, we, I'll go to our our news websites, our financial sites. I check several every day in the morning. And a lot of them, a lot of the times have a number as far as if you don't have X amount of dollars, don't even think about retiring. Well, uh, that's false. It all depends on your lifestyle. It depends on what you plan on doing. So we want to kind of go through some more common signs that uh, might help people realize uh, when they're ready to retire. Yeah. Uh, you know, the first one we look at generally is uh, when should you be taking uh, Social Security? You know, we've talked about on other shows, if you take you could take it as early as 62 and as late as 70. There's 96 months in there. All's got different parameters. Depends if you're married, depends if you, you know, all kinds of things going on. So, you know, if you take it early at 62, you're only going to get 75% of what you could get at your full retirement age. So that's an issue. Some of the issues are also, um, do you hate your job? (laughs) We had a lady, we literally, we had a lady in here yesterday and she was like, I I just can't take my job anymore. Mm -hmm. Like I just, yeah, if it's affecting like, your everyday, your health, your mental health, nobody wants to stay in something like that. And if you have retirement right. savings, like a defined contribution plan, and you want those to grow a little bit longer, sometimes it makes sense to take uh, Social Security early. Yeah, 62. it's but if you can help it, uh, you're locking in a much lower benefit. Absolutely. And, and then if you ever do go back to work. They could take that benefit away, and you're still locked into the lower price. So it's not going to do you any good if you earn too much money, right? Plus, it locks in. Right. True, true. Plus, taxes, it locks yeah. in the um, your survivor benefit's going to be lesser too. So for your yeah your spouse. So so but that's a good point. I think. Well, uh, wait. I think Tony made a good point. I mean, if you're really, you know, you can't stand your job or your boss, and Tony Marlette, you know. Oh, I, oh, yeah, I absolutely know how that feels. <laughs> you got to work with Chris. I mean, <laughs> you got to be thinking, wow, this is hitting close to home here. Yeah, I, I know. Yeah. I'm looking yeah, at but that. Tony's only in his 40s, so uh, yeah. barely 40. So, um, you know, the other thing is, uh, you know, there's, there is a, this full retirement age for most people. It's uh, somewhere between 66 and 67. Um, so 
you know, the, the critical part about full retirement age is if you still continue to work, if you're under your full retirement age, then they could penalize you and take some of the, the, the money back. So you really got to be cognizant of what your, your full retirement age is. But, uh, but some people, if they like their job and they, they might want to wait till 70, uh, 70 is going to be the highest paycheck, but you get less checks, right? right. So, you know, if you take it at 67, you know, you're going to have uh, three years more uh, checks than you do at 70. But uh, so those are calculations we can run, right, Tony? We have software, we can give them a- Yeah, absolutely. And, and we don't know how long anybody's going to live, obviously, but a lot of this can be dependent on family history, your life expectancy. If you have, if uh, longevity is in your family, maybe you wait a little bit longer with everything else being equal. If yep. if not, maybe you started a little bit earlier. And And Another reason for looking at this, of this survey that kind of uh, sparked this article, 40% of people listed outliving their assets as their chief invest or chief retirement worry. So mm. starting social security early, at least knowing that you're going to be getting those payments for life and deferring, taking your defined contribution and your investments uh, might work in your favor if that's your concern. Yeah, but that radio voice could go forever, right, Tom? <laughs> well, that's as long, actually, as, you don't, as long as you don't smoke and all that kind of stuff. Yeah, as long as my voice holds out, I'll be I'll be co-hosting this show. So. Yeah. I, ha I have a, a friend I golf with uh, at our club and shocked the hell out of me. So he is a um, heap plays for the Cleveland Orchestra, which is you know, one of the world-renowned orchestras, and he lights up a cigarette. I'm like, what? Oh. And he's, he, he smokes like a fiend, and he's like, I don't know, an oboe player or something. I don't want to mention that. But, I mean, he's a wind instrument. I'm like, what? And he goes, yeah, that doesn't make sense. Yeah, so, uh, you know. But I always thought if you smoke, your, your voice sounds better. The, sometimes oh, smokers are like the best voices, like the best radio people. So. Yeah, the, the ones that drink and smoke have that gravelly yeah, voice. Right. Yeah. Yeah. Right now, my looks are only going to hold up for so long. I don't, right? I, I don't, I don't we'll have smoke. to go back to podcasts. Yeah, I've never smoked <laughs> or vaped, so I'm trying to hang on to my voice. I'm trying to do the long game with my voice, but, but yeah, yeah. So, uh, like Tony said, and we and we said on other shows, it's often that um, Social Security can make up to fifty to maybe two thirds percent of people's retirement income. So we want to make sure we get that right, or at least. We give them the numbers, whether they do what it said, you know, not, not everyone does yeah. exactly what the reports say, but at least they, sure. they're informed. Right. Right. Um, next thing is, uh, uh, you know, where, where are you with your debt? Is your house paid or your car is paid? Do you have a lot of credit card debt? Are you paying off school loans for your kids? I mean, all that comes into play. Like if you stop working and the money starts coming in, can you still maintain those debts and still live your lifestyle? So, um, you know, we want to try and get is as debt-free as we can when we're getting close to retirement. Look, everyone's like, you almost have to use credit cards. So I, I I remember last time, and I'm a cash guy, I, I'm like places don't even take cash, right? But you have to make sure you're paying them off every every month. Um, and I was trying to tell my kids, you know, it's it, I understand the whole, you know, it's easier, employees aren't stealing money and all that, but I'm like, it's too easy to spend. Like you only have $20 in your pocket, the most you're going to spend is 20 bucks. Right. So if the thing's $28, you're not buying it. With a credit card, you're like, hey, here you go, throw it, put on the credit card. So, yeah. But let's well, you got to you know, be responsible, like you said. And then um, if you do have debts, uh, it makes saving for an emergency a little bit harder, too. 
So when you get into retirement, you're going to want to have that emergency fund, but you're also going to want to have, for the most part, uh, any any debt paid off. I use the example. This is hard for me to think about, but you mentioned I'm in my I'm in my early to mid 40s. If my wife and I move, and let's say we do a traditional 30 year mortgage, I'm gonna I'll be 73 by the time that thing's paid off. That's if I move today. So right. you're, you're you know, that's not even including. That's not even including, um, you know, any any kids or college or anything like that, paying that stuff off. So, you know, you have to think about that, too. Might have to get a little more aggressive with paying down a mortgage if you don't want, uh, if you want to work until your home is paid off, which we see a lot of people do, and you're in your mid-40s, you have to think about that. Yeah. And, uh, you know, as financial guys, don't take the 30-year mortgage. <laughs> yeah, really. Take the fifteen. I mean, if you see the the amount of interest you pay in a fifteen year loan versus a third, I mean, look, you're paying well, with, fifteen more years. Well, right? with the housing prices the way they are now, I don't. A lot of people, even if you're pretty well off, if you have a decent budget, I don't know if you can afford to do a fifteen year with the yeah, way by a smaller the house. interest rates. The way, and, I uh, mean, you're talking and interest rates went house. up. Yes, yeah, interest rates went up yesterday too. So that smaller good. house can still cost you, you know, half a million depending on where you're at in the country. Yeah, yeah we were out in uh, Denver, and I don't know if I mentioned this on another show, but there was an article. In, I don't know if one of the papers, national papers, about the median prices of houses in the top 25 cities in the in the country, and in Cleveland was the second lowest. Their median. Uh, Price was maybe 190 some thousand. My son who lives out in Denver, the median price was 651,000. Wow. Yeah. <laughs> that's, like, median, that's the median price. That's yeah. That's insane. like the average. I'm like, what the heck? My sister and her husband live in Boston and they both work. They both have good jobs and they can't buy a house. They literally cannot, they have to rent. So it, you're right, it's tough out there in other markets. So, so uh, you know, so the second uh, list on our item was, uh, you know, you gotta, you gotta get a good handle, get control of your debt. So there's some debt that could be okay. Like you, uh, you know, interest rates are super low the last few years. So if you got a really low interest rate on your house, maybe you don't wanna pay that off. I know when, when we uh, built our house, like we could have probably paid for the house, but I got, I think I got a rate of like two and a half percent. How can I not take that rate? Right. So, so uh, you just got to be smart about um, your debt. So, right. And, and for the next generation, the, I think the big one that I don't think we had in our generation, except when we, for our kids, but it was college. And when I went to college, college was four, 5,000, 6,000 a year. Now it's 60, 70, 80 grand a year. So I don't know. It's, it's just yeah. nuts. And Tony's got some ready to go to college, right, Tony? I have uh, two in college, oh. um, and one and one that's looking. So the, of the three kids, they're all going to be in college after next year. Um, but yeah, my my daughter, luckily, my middle daughter got a full ride scholarship. Oh, God bless her. God bless you. <laughs> to Saint, to Saint yeah. Thomas, and my son is in grad school, med school, to be a PA. Okay. So right. so he's uh, that's he's costly. He had to take out loans for that. Mom and dad can't cover that. Yeah. But he owes very little on his four-year degree. So, that he got. So, that, so that leads right into the next uh, uh, numbered item. Yeah. If you're uh, supporting parents or children. so Adult children and parents. You know, we yeah. call, sometimes people call Gen X, Gen Xers, uh, you know, the sandwich generation, because you could yep. be supporting uh, children 
And you could be supporting parents. So Tony just raised his hand. Yes. <laughs> yeah, that could happen. Well, you know, even even I, I'm there. I'm there with my uh, my parents. My mom has Parkinson's, and she uh, is not going to assisted living, and they're not sure how they're going to pay for it. So my wife and I are involved with that. Plus, we have. Yeah. kids going to college and one still at home so that is uh, we're feeling the crunch we're we're being smashed between i would say tony's not ready for retirement <laughs> i would say <laughs> i'm gonna be working for a while i feel like i don't know about the sandwich generation i've heard that too but yeah. uh being uh, smashed between two pieces of soft bread it <laughs> sounds a lot better than i think it's more like bricks like a brick sandwich a brick. Like yeah, a, you're yeah, probably like right a, like a vice right so yeah yeah so, yeah, so if you're helping support your kids right now or um, uh, your parents, you know, that that all factors in. Well, you know, if you if the paycheck stops, are you still going to be able to do all that stuff? So it really comes down to trying to replace. And we worked on a couple yesterday, like trying to replace your take home pay. Right. If you're used to taking home. A thousand bucks a week, how do we replace that? Because if not, you're either going to have to change your lifestyle or you're going to dip in your savings or, you right. know, so, so really it comes down to it. It, you know, it usually comes down to income for most people. Do you have enough income on a monthly right. basis? And you have to be honest about it. You have to be, you know, look at this realistically. A, a lot of people would look at this and say, well, yeah, no problem. I can support my, my mom or my dad. They can just move in with me. Well, is it really that easy? Yeah. Okay. It's something, it's, but, you know, you spend more money than you think you spend, you know, they don't, take into account that we go out once in a while, you know, how many, how many Netflix of subscriptions do you have? You know, so all those We're kind so of things. guilty of that. Oh. Yeah. Yeah. So my wife and I, we don't go out that often, but uh, you know, like you, you're going to spend money. And the, the um, I tell a lot of our clients, I think it's a myth that you're going to spend less in retirement. I say you got six Saturdays and a Sunday, you know, before nine to five, yeah. you were making money. Now nine to five, you could be spending money. So yeah. you, you just got to, so you really got to work on um, yeah. um, the next topic. The next topic is uh, a budget, creating a budget, you know, it doesn't have to be the penny, but it should be pretty close. I mean, you, you know, how much you spent for utilities, how much you spent for this. And sometimes when people, when you're working, you're like, look, I'm not bouncing any checks. So I guess we're okay. Right. So, but, um, you know, how much do you really spend a month that, you know, the one that people forget about a lot is insurances. You know, I, yep, absolutely. Health insurance. Health, not even health insurance, health insurance, homeowners insurance, car insurance. If you insurance, go before 65, insurance. insurance. I mean, <laughs> I, that's why they get the largest buildings in all the cities, right? I mean, just think, you know, for myself, we got disability oh. insurance, we got life insurance, we got health insurance, we got car insurance, we got auto insurance, we got, we got, uh, you know, stuff for the buildings. And, and it's just, I, if you go, if you retire before before Medicare eligibility, you know you're going to have either Cobra yeah. or, or Affordable Care Act, or right. you know self insure, and the the cost difference is double, sometimes triple. Yeah, most, outrageous. The yeah, cost yeah. if you have to insure yourself between when you leave your job and when you're eligible for Medicare, it's uh, my neighbor. He had to keep work. He kept working, yeah, uh, literally most, because of uh, that cost. Most people who are used to collecting a paycheck don't realize how much insurance is because they, they haven't paid or they pay a very small portion of it. Um, but it's not uncommon that insurance is 1500 to 2000 bucks a month. Wow. 
Right. I mean, I know, I know, look, as an employer, like we don't know, we have, I don't know how many people we have in the office here, but you know, we spend at least $10,000 a month just on health insurance. It's crazy. And we have a small office, right? So, I mean, so when you leave and your employers usually, let's you say your employers, you don't know, but the employer's paying 1500 bucks a month for your insurance. When you leave all of a sudden and you're not retirement age and Medicare care is not kicking in, and you might not be even able to get $1,500 a month because you have to get your own plan. So it's just something to factor in. So when we talk about insurances, there's a lot of insurances. Um, you know, we just, we mentioned a few of them, but you know, we really, yeah. so the key thing is really work on the budget and uh, you know, try to eliminate some, some things that you don't really like how many subscriptions or apps you have on your phone that you're not using. And you know, it's only nine bucks a month, right? But those, eventually those add up. You got 10 of them, that's they 100 do. bucks a month, right? Yeah. Uh, so um, I think there's some, like, I, I saw some ad for on TV about an app that manages the apps to see if you're still using the apps and turns off the apps. I mean, like, there's another app, right? <laughs> so <laughs> I forgot, what, I forgot. What, True an Bill app to manage your apps. I think it's called Truebill or something. I haven't really looked into it, but it, it like, keeps track of your subscriptions and sees if yep. you're using them and cancels them. I think it is true, Bill. Yeah. Yeah. And and it's an app to manage your other apps and streaming services. Yeah. And so, it's a monthly service. So yeah. yeah counterproductive. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> so, so the one where we could probably help the most is, um, you know, after you, you got your budget and let's say you need $4,000, you need a thousand bucks a week, whatever. Um, how do we get that? Do we get that? For, do you have, if you're lucky enough, do you have a pension? Do, do we maximize your social security? Uh, if not, then we're going to have to pull from your savings and we really need to look at your portfolio. Yeah. And I mean, that's, that's a good point. You brought it up earlier, how we, we work backwards. We look at somebody's just as a default, kind of a starting point. We look at somebody's net income now and work backwards. How are you going to get to this number? If it's a social, uh, a pension, social security, uh, whatever it may be. And then we bridge the difference with any savings. But if we're drawing down from say your IRA or your 401k, you can't just take money from that and not replenish it. You have to have some growth. So we have to affiliate a growth rate with that. Usually it's around 4% is kind of like the default, but we'll, we'll get a little detailed with it and say, okay, you need to earn 4% to replenish this to make sure that you don't run out of money. And, and I think the other thing that we pride ourselves in too is, I gotta get closer to the mic, uh, is is the tax effect. I mean, I looked at somebody um, the other day, they brought in a spreadsheet they originally got from another financial planner and it, it was a pretty good spreadsheet. It had desired income, all your income sources, kind of like our compass report, Tony. And, uh, but they didn't factor in taxes. Like, like they said they need a hundred grand a year in, in income, but they didn't have that. They had to pay 20 grand in taxes on it. So I'm like, like, how could you forget taxes? Right. So, so if you're, if you have to pay another 20 grand, now you need 120 grand. It, it it's, it can affect the numbers. So uh, let's not forget about uncle Sam. He's got to get paid. Right. For sure. Um, so and he's not uh, even our real uncle. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so the, the thing that we find in portfolios most of the time, a couple things, one is, um, it's not that you're too aggressive. It's not like you did anything wrong. It's just, you know, you've been investing as an accumulator for years and now it's maybe time to get a little less aggressive uh, because we don't have time on our side. So if we do have a 30% 
hate to use the word correction, but market drops 30% wow. in six months, it it might take two, three, four, five years to get back, right? I mean, the sure. last time it dropped uh, in 2000. Uh, it was 08-09. Uh, 08-09. Uh, there was no, I mean, it took like five years. Six yeah. years to get back, right? So it's yeah. not, it nest, yeah. you know, the, the roller coaster goes down a lot faster and it goes up, right? So typically, typically, yeah, it went up pretty fast after the COVID drop, but that wasn't right. quite to the same right. extent that we're looking at now or back in 2008. It's yeah. a little different. That right. was more of a so correction if, than a bear if market. Yeah. If you're 70 and you lose a, a third of your portfolio and you're, and it gets worse because you're, if you're pulling out of, you know, we give the example of, you know, if you're pulling out 5% and then all of a sudden your portfolio drops in half, now you're pulling out 10%, you, you might run out, right? So we right. have to make a, we have to be cognizant of how much you're taking out. We don't, don't want to take so much risk, risk that the risk can really jeopardize your, um, your retirement. So I tell most people when they come in, look, there's only two things that are really going to screw up your retirement. One is health. If you get sick and, you know, health is an issue, right? And two is losing a lot in the stock market, right? So, so if you lose a lot in the stock and bond market, that's going to affect your retirement. So we want to so need a balance. You yeah, can't we, have everything tied up in the right. stock market if you're in retirement. Typically, yeah, And, and we talked about all the shows. There are some newer products out there that give you some cushion. Um, so if the market goes down, maybe you don't lose anything. And there's some that are, you know, completely risk free. But so th but those things, uh, the average consumer out there, customer out there doesn't really know that's out there that we can help them with. So uh, really setting up a portfolio. We don't like to see a lot of overlap. You know, you got 16 different mutual funds and they like they're all buying the same six stocks. Right. So let's just go out and buy the stocks and not pay all the mutual fund companies to buy it for you. Um, so we see a lot of overlap and um, um, so that gets, that can be expensive. So if we can, if we can whittle down the, the expense ratios for all those, maybe that could save you a little bit of money. So uh, those are the kind of things we look at and don't, don't be paying a lot of commissions, right? Yeah. Yeah. Uh, Asset-based fee is uh, a lot of what we talked to people about, obviously, like we talked about on the last show. Um, we do better when you do better. The percentage is based on the balance that we're actually managing. So uh, it works out that way. It puts us both on the same side of the table. Yeah. yeah. So um, what else we got there? Uh... So the last one, I think this is the last one uh, to make sure, I guess I can see how this would help. <laughs> this is probably should be number one. <laughs> to make sure that you and your spouse are aligned as far as either retiring together or agreeing that one can retire and one's going to keep working. Well, I mean, yeah, that can create some problems. Well, I mean, sure. I mean, actually when people come in um, and I've done this, and it's, I don't want to say it's rude, but um, you know, if the husband comes in alone, you got to go home and get your wife. Right. Yeah. I mean, we can't make these decisions without your wife. Right. No. Because ultimately the wife rules. Right. So, um, <laughs> Tony hasn't been married long enough yet, so but he's, he'll get there. Um, he'll get there. He he'll be in our. Yeah, like, I don't know. I don't know. I, like, yeah. what? Do I, I, I don't know. <laughs> no, but I mean, I mean, these are super important decisions. You don't want to make them alone. And then, um, you know, it's easier for us to explain it to both people because if I, you know, it's like that kindergarten exercise. I tell Tony whisper something in his ear, and by the time he gets around to the end of the the room, it's a pink elephant, right? So. 
Um, it's, that's the key right there is yeah. to get both people in to understand. Right. If because you get I one person, it doesn't matter if it's the wife or the husband, yeah, you get right. one of them in there, they're going to go home and not remember any of it. And they're going to say, well, they told us to invest in the market and the market's crazy right now. So forget it. I guess we're not yeah. working with that. So, yeah. And, um, and, you know, maybe do a zoom call or something like this so they can, uh, you know, it's easier for us to present it and you to hear it. Well, you know, Tony, it, it the words never go the same way, right? So I, again, I can tell you to invest in XYZ and you go home and, you, and they said, hey, he told us to, to invest in ABC, right? So um, we really want both people in. This is this is too important to try to go at it alone. For sure. Yeah. But, you know, it, it never fails too. It, it's, it. I think sometimes it can be a screen that people put up. Yeah. One might come in and they might say, well, I don't want to bring my spouse because I want, I want well, it, it out if if I, for whatever reason, don't like what I hear, yeah. but either way, I, you know, all we ever ask is that you're straightforward with us. I'll never get mad at somebody for being straightforward with me as far yeah. as whether it's positive or negative. I, I mean, we really, I'd rather we, just know. I mean, we don't, we can't take any action until you say yes. Correct. Yeah. You may, we can here, recommend here, all day yeah. long. It's up here, to you. Here's, to the, implement here's it. the plan. Here's what we, we propose. If you like it, we do it. If you don't like it, shake hands yeah. and you know, yep. We part as friends, but uh, yeah. but the, I think the problem was when we have the loans, uh, the lone wolf is things get keep getting delayed and delayed now six months is another year, and health could change, markets could change. Um, so when you're ready to retire, you, you got to get serious about it. So. Yeah, and you have to work with a financial services professional like yourselves. Uh, you don't go it alone. Uh, you guys know the pitfalls to avoid, and I think that's a good place to. Uh, wrap it up and let our listeners know how they can set up that consultation with you. I was all ready for you. Look at that. So I mean, for those of you who are listening, there's the radio man. He's not, leading you right in there. <laughs> and not watching uh, phone number on the screen, 440-886-3550. You can schedule with myself or Chris at Brookside Tax. Dot com as well. Or Jeff. Jeff. Jeff's in here. He's in. He's one. Of, he's in the other room. But uh, we've done right. some radio shows with Jeff too. So absolutely. Oh, yeah. Yeah. So, All right. And that oh. I want to give that number again. It's four four zero eight eight six three five five zero. Pick up the phone. Get a complimentary strategy session. You can run that compass report uh, for our listeners out there and the social security maximization report you talked about. These are valuable tools. Uh, and I know that initial consultation, there's no cost or obligation. So I, I'm really encouraging our viewers and listeners uh, to go ahead and do that because take that opportunity, get a second opinion. If you already have a plan, if you don't have a plan, wow, now is the time you need one, Good one. right now. Yep. All right, so that's right. it for this uh, this week's episode. That's uh, the road to retirement. We'll be back uh, next week, same bad time, same bad channel. Right. Thank All you, right. gentlemen. See you. All right, see you guys. See yeah. Thank you for listening to Road to Retirement. Don't pay too much for taxes or retire without a sound retirement plan. For more information, please contact Chris Anselmo from Brookside Tax and Financial Group. Call four four zero eight eight six three five five zero 
or visit them online at brooksidetax.com. All matters discussed during this show are for informational purposes only. Each individual situation may vary and the opinions expressed here may not apply to everyone. Materials presented are believed to be from reliable sources and no representations can be made as to its accuracy. All ideas and information should be discussed in detail with one of our qualified representatives prior to implementation. Advisory services are offered by Brookside Financial Advisors, LLC, a registered investment advisor in the state of Ohio. Insurance products and services are offered through Brookside Tax and Financial Group, LLC, an affiliated company. Chris Anselmo and Brookside Tax Financial Group are not affiliated with or endorsed by the Social Security Administration or any other government agency.